Hello and welcome to the Strong Bones Coach Podcast, the podcast here to guide you on your journey to building your strong body, mind and bones using evidence-based, actionable methods. I'm Carly, a registered dietitian and strength coach with a passion for helping you flourish whilst creating your vibrant and powerful life without osteoporosis stealing your happy memories. Together, we're empowering fracture-free futures. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Strong Bones Coach podcast. This episode is going to be covering a topic that comes up with absolutely everybody I speak to when it comes to strength training and bone health. So the number one thing that comes up, and to be honest, this was my number one issue as well back before I was training regularly. So the number one reason I come across with my ladies, with everyone I speak to when it comes to taking care of our bone health, taking care of our health overall is time, both not having enough time in the day and also that feeling of running out of time in life. Today, I'm going to take you through the ages and stages of bone health, what you can do to find time in your life to make sure you're ticking the boxes needed for your bone health and also answering the question, have I left it too late? And if you feel like you've left it too late, you need to keep listening because all is not lost and I'll explain why. Let's get going for this episode. The first thing I want to cover before we dip into the daily actions we can take to take care of our strength and our bone health is to help you develop an understanding of how our bones develop throughout the life cycle. Because if you're feeling like you run out of time in your life, let's understand how bones develop over our life cycle and how this changes as we age. So I'm going to cover some key ages and stages, starting from birth. So when we're babies, we actually have 300 bones in our body. Now, most of these are actually made of cartilage, so they're not necessarily that tough bit of bone that develops as we age and as we develop our peak bone mass. So that's the the highest amount of bone mass we have throughout our life. So it starts out with these softer cartilage bones and that allows us to essentially be born to pass through the birth canal so our heads don't get stuck and so that we can allow for that brain development as well as we age and as our brain grows and develops. So Our body's really super clever, isn't it? It helps us develop from this soft bone to the hard bone that we have when we're older. And all this takes place over approximately our first 20 to 25 years of life. So quite a long period of bone building that goes on. So as we reach our adult years, the very early adult years, 18 to 20, this is actually when we've developed 90% of our bone mass. So 18 is the age where most females have developed 90% of their bone mass and men is actually the age of 20. So they actually get a few more extra years of bone development than we do. And there's a few more differences that come up as well, which I will explain. As we have 90% of our bone mass between the ages of 18 to 20, when is it that we develop our peak bone mass? So that's the most amount of bone mass that we'll have in our lives. This is between the ages of 25 to 30. So 
Does that surprise you? Is that younger than what you thought? If you're listening to this at the ages of 30, 40, 50 plus, do not worry. There are some more key stages for us to understand, but all is not lost. So moving on from our early adulthood years, we've developed 90% of our bone mass. We've been through the ages 25 to 30. We've hit our peak bone mass. What happens after that? Yes, the only way is down, or is it? For us ladies, we are all going to go through the stages of perimenopause and menopause. So we will all eventually reach the time of life where we are no longer in our fertile years and our hormones start to change. Now, our hormones play a key role in our bone turnover. So our bone turnover is the process where we break down our bones and build them back up. Now, this is super important because our bones have a natural life cycle like all of the cells in our body. So there comes a point where when they reach a certain age, they're no longer the strongest they can be. So our body identifies them, breaks them down and replaces it with new bone cells that are going to be hardened and much more healthier. Now, as women, we have estrogen and progesterone and testosterone that help to support our menstrual cycle. But they also support our whole body. Our whole body has estrogen receptors throughout the entire system of our body, in our brain cells, in our bones, in our muscles. And as we reach our perimenopause years, so around the age of late 30s, 40s, we start to see fluctuations and drop-offs of our estrogen and our progesterone. Now, these can be quite turbulent years, and often they're those years where our career is getting to its peak, right? We've got the promotion. We might have that higher level job. A lot more demands on us at this time of life. And it's also the time of life where our hormones are starting to fluctuate. So this might seem unfair, but this is a fact of life. Now, the impact this has on our bones, getting back to hormones, our hormone estrogen is key in slowing the rate of our bone remodeling. It reduces the rate at which our bones break down, thus allowing us to build them back at a faster rate. Is what allows us to build our bone bank throughout our earlier years. So as we get to our 40s, we start to see the drop in bone mass because as our estrogen is dropping, so is that support to slow down the rate of bone remodeling. This means our bones are now going to start breaking down faster than what we're able to build them up so if we remain sedentary if we don't take those actions that are going to support our bones to stick around we will be seeing the bone mass drop off quite rapidly as we head into our menopause and from the age of 50 plus we can lose 10 percent of our bone mass throughout our life so it's not too surprising when we hear this that one in two ladies are currently diagnosed with osteoporosis This is when our bone mass has dropped to a level, leaving our bones at risk of fractures, leaving them brittle and without enough mass to support daily life, the daily knocks and scrapes that we get into as part of our life. We become less resilient to this. But this isn't completely inevitable. Yes, menopause is inevitable. Our drops in hormones is inevitable. But the bone loss is something we can do something about. So if you are catching this and you're already in your 30s, 40s, 50 plus, please do not worry. I'm going to share with you some tips how you can start to prevent this bone loss. 
the extent to which you can still build bone, it's going to depend on your age, but we can still reduce and stop this bone loss and help to prevent osteopenia and osteoporosis, making sure you have mobility, the pain-free life, the freedom from fractures in your future so you can enjoy the happy memories. So we have these things to look forward to, but it does require you to take action to make sure you are supporting your body to keep hold of this bone mass and to keep hold of the muscle mass because this can drop as well as the hormones drop. So these are super important if we want to have that full life, having fun with the kids, the grandkids, having years of health. So not just years of life, but we want that life to be healthy and active and be able to take full part, right? We don't want to be ill. We don't want to be dealing with fractures and the pain and immobility that can come with that. So if you haven't already been taking time for yourself to take care of your bone health, the time is now. We can't turn the clock back. So if you feel like you've missed out on some of those bone building years, yes, we cannot go back. We cannot reverse that. But what we can do is start to take positive action right now. Just like that phrase, the best time to plant an oak tree was 20 years ago. The next best time is now. We might not be able to go back in time, but we can start now. And this can help to stop further bone loss. So what actions am I talking about? So yes, we want to make sure our nutrition is supporting our body from a recovery position and from a general day-to-day health. We also want to be making sure we're managing our stress levels. I'll cover this in a future podcast because that can be the whole podcast in itself about the impacts of stress and bone loss. The main one, the big one, if you do nothing else, this one is important, strength training. Your bones need to endure stress to make sure they become resilient to fractures. So what am I talking about? We're talking about resistance training, lifting weights, load bearing on your body, which includes your bones. So this can include going for walks with a backpack, weighted backpack on if you don't have any back pain. It can include going to the gym, so lifting weights, adding weight week on week when possible, as long as you're moving well. It can include home training, whether you do body weight exercises that place your muscles under tension, your body and bones under load of your actual body weight. And we can actually add resistance to this as well with with things like resistance bands. So these might be the therabands if you've ever seen a physio and they've given you something like that. Or there's lots of really great sets of resistance bands. If you have a look online, then there's lots to choose from. And if you want any advice on the best ones that might work for you, then, of course, you can get in touch through my Instagram, The Strong Bones Coach. That's a great way to get in touch with me. Or I'll leave my website and contact details in the show notes as well. So if you want to ask some more questions about getting hold of things like resistance bands or any home gym equipment, then let me know and I will advise as to your situation. So now I'm hearing you, Carly. I know what I need to do. I have actually heard about strength training. I get that we need to keep our muscles and our bones super strong, but where am I going to find this time? And I hear you because, as I said before, at this time of life now, right, where we're at the top of our career, family can be getting more demanding yes your children they may be young or they may be getting into those slightly more demanding teenage and young adulthood years yes the the parental responsibilities will always continue will always be mums and of course some of you may well have grandchildren at this stage some additional 
responsibilities and demands um, at a time of life where you feel like you've got a lot on. There's a lot of plates spinning and how are you going to keep all this up whilst adding in yet more things to do? You might feel like your to-do list is as long as your arm already. How are you going to add in this extra strength training? So I'm going to talk to you what we need to be doing then to really focus on this. So the first thing I want you to focus on is how are we going to reframe this? So you're thinking about how are we going to find time to add in yet another thing? But let's face it, if you're not creating this time for yourself now, then it's super important that we reframe and reprioritize some of these tasks and responsibilities in your life. Because if you're not currently taking any time for yourself at all, then you are storing up trouble for your future. If you're not taking time for yourself now, then you're potentially going to be dealing with illness in the future, potentially fractures, potentially mental health challenges, other illnesses that can crop up when you're not spending time taking care of yourself. And if you are this busy with this many responsibilities, with your career, with your family, friends, then there's a lot of people relying on you. So if you go down, there's a lot of people coming with you. So if you are spinning a lot of plates, if you have got a lot of responsibilities, it's even more important to carve out this time for yourself. So I'm going to share with you some ways in which you can do this. One of my favourites, I'm going to share with you a concept you might not have heard about. So when I talk about this reframe of your mindset, we're talking about seeing yourself as top priority. Because as I said, if you go down, there's a lot of people coming down with you. So we're going to look at what is the bare minimum that you can do. Now, seeing strength training as a non-negotiable, super important. There is no other way that you are going to keep hold of your muscles and your bones without doing some form of strength training. So as I said, it doesn't have to be at a gym. If you're not a member of a gym or if gyms are just not your thing, we can be taking these resistance training actions at home with body weight, with bands, getting on walks with adding weights, carrying the shopping home. And um, you can nip to the shop as an extra trip for some tins, some, some drinks and those sorts of things that have got a load for you to carry back. So there's ways in which we can incorporate this into life. But it starts with seeing yourself as a priority, because let's face it, if you haven't carved out time just yet, there's going to be some time that needs to be put aside for yourself. Now, don't worry, we're going to start small. The first thing we want to do is just start with two minute actions. These small two minute actions might not be enough time for you to do resistance training, but if you're someone that just isn't in the practice of speaking to others about needing to take this time for yourself, then starting to take these little two minute spurts throughout the day, just to show yourself the benefits of giving yourself that little bit of time. So what are you gonna do in these two minutes? Well, you can do breathing. The six really deep breaths can just help to carve out that time for yourself. It's super easy. It doesn't take any time, really. Like everyone can find 120 seconds, right? And you need to be, if you're at a computer screen, you need to be taking these rests anyway for your eyes, if nothing else. So we need to be taking some time, some breaks throughout the day. Start with two minutes if you're not accustomed to taking that time, if you're not accustomed to setting a boundary or speaking to others about this need and want to take some time for yourself. Because I understand that if a lot of people are relying on you, they're probably used to you 
being able to handle a lot. So you're probably that super efficient person that gets things done, right? So people give you more to do. And I know that makes you happy. It did me when I was in my career previously. I love being the person that everyone gave things to do. I love being the one that could get things done. I love taking on extra tasks, extra projects. It gave me a massive kick. But the downside was that I didn't give myself that time. So I didn't take my breaks throughout the day at work. I didn't take that time to go and exercise at home. I was busy taking my daughter to her classes, to her things. And um, because I didn't know what to do in the gym, I was reliant on classes and classes were at certain times, which also were the times that my daughter had her things on. So I, I just prioritized her instead of me. Now, this isn't for anyone to feel bad about anything, but it's easily done. And I did this myself. I was 34 before I was regularly lifting weights. So past the age of peak bone mass, heading towards the age where my hormones are going to start to fluctuate and drop off. So realizing the time needed to be spending on myself is super important. And the benefit of this as well is not just the fact that I now am taking care of my muscles and my bones, is you feel better the amount of well-being, that mental clarity that comes when you start to take this time for yourself, even if it's just breathing, but when we start to feel stronger in ourselves, we start to feel more capable and the current list of things to do now may actually feel less to you when you've got more energy because you've taken that time to train, to exercise. It's time away from all the other things that are demanded of you. So ironically, taking time back can actually give you time. There was a study actually on um, taking exercise time over lunch breaks in the workplace. And it said that taking 20 minutes to exercise over a lunch break, I don't think the time of day really matters, but this was the experiment. So taking 20 minutes to exercise actually gave back two hours in productivity. So when we think we don't have the time to take these actions, what you're really getting is the small amount of time you invest in your self-care now, whether that's breathing, strength training, time to prepare meals, you actually get back more time in the improvements in your health and your productivity and your mental clarity and your well-being so it's actually a bit of a false economy when you don't take time for yourself. Now, the reason I suggested taking small amounts of time initially is to develop that consistency habit, right? So there's no point taking one or two hours uh, one week, then finding you can't do it again for the next two, three weeks. So you might have an afternoon where you get to leave work early and you think, great, I'm going to go for a walk. I went for a, um, a swim, I hit the gym, I did the weights. But if that's not realistic for you to do two to three times per week, then you're not going to get the benefits. So this is why I said start small, two minutes break for your breathing and then start to build in. If you can build in 15 minutes per day of load bearing exercise, this is your walking with weights. It might be a very short resistance training program. It may be doing 15 minutes worth of body weight exercises if you build this habit in on a daily basis, this can be a great start. Now, we don't have to be training every day. And we'll talk in future episodes about how we can balance training and rest. But for today, I am just talking about carving out that time and creating that consistency and learning what works for you. OK, not everything works first time. You may need to experiment with times a day that work well, that you can carve out the time 
that feels good to you. This is a process. It's not just a one and done exercise throughout your life. The demands on you change. You might have a relatively plain sailing period of time and then it may just feel absolutely chaotic. We want to make sure you can do these things for yourself throughout both scenarios while you're navigating turbulent times or slightly easier times. We want to make sure you're doing something that you can do no matter what is going on in your life. And this is how you are going to be able to protect your bones for your future. So what I'm going to talk to you about next is how we do this. Okay, so how can we start to prioritize what's super important for you? And like I say, when you've got that to-do list, as long as you're on, it can feel like, how am I going to do all these things? And I must admit, I did mislead you with the title of Finding Time to do anything because realistically we're not just going to do anything we're not doing anything and everything we're going to be stripping it back now you might have heard of the term non-negotiables this is where we complete actions that are absolute must do day on day or week on week so we may have our daily actions things like brushing your teeth we might add in something like getting eight thousand steps in every day as daily actions we may add in non-negotiables such as having a meditation four or five times a week, doing our meal preparation once or twice per week, doing our resistance training two, three, four times per week. So this can all add up. And when we think about things as non-negotiables, yes, they are absolute must-dos. And as much as it can be a way to prioritise, I feel a lot of people do struggle with this because they start to see it as a lot of things they have to do and it can start to feel overwhelming. So what I like to do for my clients, and this is how I've got myself through some of my most turbulent years, is look at stripping it back to the minimum. And I like to call them my bare bones actions. So it's stripping back to the bare bones of the absolute essentials for what you need to care for yourself. So giving examples of what I did for my own life a few years ago, I found myself needing to travel up and down the country for long periods of time. Now, I had previously started to get into some fantastic habits. I was managing to get my three meals in per day, hitting my protein targets. I was in the gym four times per week and I, I was crushing it. Basically, thought I was yep, doing life. I'm killing it here amazing but life got busy and my schedule changed massively I was required to be spending large parts of my day driving long distances and with an additional stress added into my life so I had to reevaluate had to think actually realistically I'm not going to get all of these things in and if I don't get these things in will I feel like I'm failing well, I just let it all go. I'd started to create these great habits. I'd seen fabulous results. My body was feeling the best it's ever felt. It was looking the best it's ever looked, even though that's not the main goal of all this. But let's face it, I know a lot of you do want that as well. So yeah, I felt like I absolutely had everything in place. And now the threat of just basically losing it all. And I didn't want to feel that. And I didn't want to let it go because I'd felt so many benefits. I was feeling amazing. I was handling more things at work. I was handling my stress so much better. So I knew I needed to continue with something. Otherwise, I was going to be back at square one. So this is where I came up with my bare bones actions. So instead of hitting the gym four times per week, I knew 
that I would still be able to get a gym workout in twice per week because I knew I'd be able to go to a hotel gym. So yes, I knew that I might not have access to my usual equipment, but there was things I could do with dumbbells. I could adapt my program to do it twice per week, knowing I was caring for the minimum needed for my bones and my muscles. And that would keep me ticking over through this like busy, turbulent, stressful time of life. I made a commitment to meet my basic protein requirements. So I lowered my protein target slightly so that I was getting enough, but perhaps not committing to getting quite as much as what I was initially trying to do, which was most supportive. But I didn't lower it too low so that I wasn't supporting my body with enough protein. But I lowered that slightly just to make things easier on myself, knowing that I might not have access to all the foods I usually had access to. I'd be relying on some hotel breakfast a little bit more often. So I set a target that was a little bit easier to achieve. I also looked at making sure I had at least one meal per day with vegetables in. So initially I was managing to do this three times a day. And I thought, actually, I'm not sure I'm going to actually achieve this. So my absolute minimum, my bare bones actions are vegetables once per day, hitting my protein target, which I made a little bit lower, and getting to the gym twice per week. This way, I was still achieving my actions. I was still caring for myself. I was not a failure. I was not letting myself go or going back on all the progress I made. And this got me through beautifully. Um, And of course, when life gets a little bit easier, I upped it back to my four times a week. I increased my routine back to where it was when that period of time passed. And this is what you can do for yourself. So think about what would your bare bones actions be for you? You can start with one focus on one thing initially. So what is the bare bones you need to do for your strength training? So I'm going to leave you with that thought today. If you need any help thinking through how to do this for yourself, then you can contact me at the Strong Bones Coach on Instagram. And my other contact details are in the show notes. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Strong Bones Coach podcast. I hope you found it super valuable. So we've covered today the ages and stages of bone development, how you can find time for your bare bones actions and what bare bones actions actually are and how you can implement this into your life. So if you found this episode valuable and helpful, then please share this with at least one other woman. I want to make sure I can create as much impact with this free podcast to help as many ladies have a future free from fractures. So I'll leave you there. Until next time, take care. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Strong Bones Coach podcast. Your time and support mean the world to me. Together, we're building a community of strong and vibrant people. If you connected with this episode, I invite you to share it with someone who needs it. And by leaving a rating and review, you're helping us reach more people so they can find their path to a fracture-free future. Don't forget to hit that follow button so you never miss a future episode. Here's to your strong body, mind and bones. See you next time.